Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Welcome, 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 bonjour. So happy to be with you today and getting closer to that Course in Miracles conference in Las Vegas. There is still room for you if you'd like to come. Uh, come join us. And let's see. Those dates... It's April seven, eight, nine, something like that. <laughs> and uh, all the details are on the events page at jenniferhadley.com, so you can go there and get the details. Still join us in Las Vegas. So just mentioning that. So I'm thinking about being with you, joining with you. If you do come to the conference, please come and say hello. Give me a hug. Let's talk. It's time to eat lunch together, all kinds of great things. Yeah, so let's begin as we always do with a blessing and a prayer. So we turn within and I like to place my hand on my heart and give thanks. We recognize the perfect love of God is all that we are. So grateful and so thankful to tune within, to tune upwards. Taking this breath of love and gratitude, we consciously recognize the higher Holy Spirit self. And we invoke the Holy Spirit into our awareness, the I Am Presence. Call it our guardian angel, call it whatever you like. We're consciously connecting and communing with our own divinity, which is the divinity of all life. We're giving thanks for the one mind. We're giving thanks that there are no private thoughts. We're giving thanks for things just as they are. And we're opening our mind to live in peace and harmony and joy and freedom. We're allowing ourselves to know true peace. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. In gratitude, we allow our healing to be. We let it be. And so it is. And so it is. So our topic this week is peace in this world. Peace in this world. How do we have peace in this world? This is a very common question. And so peace in this world. Right now, many are distressed over things that are happening in the world. Totally understandable. And so one of the common questions I get, especially where there's the election, we're gearing up for the election, we're in the primaries. So for those outside the United States, we have these primaries. So it's like two elections. First we have the election to uh, the primaries, which bring forth the candidates from each of the political parties. So the primaries bring forth the candidates for the from the primaries, and uh, then we have the conventions, the 
political party conventions where they announce who the candidates are to represent the party, and then we have the lead-up to the general election November 4th. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, a long haul. And it seems like this is the longest haul ever, as they started so early. And uh, a lot of people are distressed because of the kinds of conversations. It's distressing. I understand. It's distressing to see the future leaders or the potential leaders or the current leaders of the United States behaving in ways that are not leader-like. And uh, it is, it's distressing for some. So it's important for us to remember that we're never upset for the reason we think. We're just never upset for the reason we think. We're upset because we're judging. We're upset because we are thinking things should be different. Things should not be like this. But here's the world in which we live. The world in which we live is one where our thoughts, we wear them on our sleeves, so to speak. So you've heard that expression, he wears his heart on his sleeve. In other words, he's very transparent. So in a very real way, everyone is transparent. There are no private thoughts. This is the teaching of A Course in Miracles. How could there be private thoughts if we all share the same mind? The idea of separation is an illusion. So when we are looking at the political candidates, the leaders, or even the terrorists, the torturers, the people who've lost their mind and suddenly... uh, start firing a gun or doing something uh, dangerous and malicious to themselves or to others. All the people who engage in these destructive, malicious, vindictive acts of desperation, the cries for love, that's what they are. They're cries for love. They really are cries for love. In fact, I saw one of our comedians do... uh, a comic piece which I posted on my Facebook page a couple weeks ago, Stephen Colbert had a whole thing about Donald Trump saying, Donald Trump just wants to know we love him. Maybe if we just tell him we love him, he'll go away. (laughs) But, you know, the thing is, is right now, more than ever, everything that seemed to be hidden is being brought to the surface. And so what's being brought to the surface is the unhealed bits. And when we see our own unhealed bits come to the surface, how many of us are actually able to look at that and go, oh my gosh, this is so great. My unhealed bits are coming to the surface. The false beliefs, the crazy thinking is right out there front and center. All the the beliefs that I have that are false Right there in my face. Oh, so helpful. Which it is. Of course, it's extremely helpful. When things are hidden, we can't get at them. Can't We don't consciously recognize them. Life is much more difficult. Life is much more challenging. But for especially for us spiritual students, when it's in our face, when it's right up front, 
when the pot is being stirred, then we can do some really deep healing work. And that is our heart's desire. So one thing I've learned to do is when the fit hits the shan, that's when we go to work, we roll up our sleeves, we... (laughs) Jeff's laughing. (laughs) You know, sometimes it's fun to be funny. Uh, We have to be able to laugh at some of this stuff because it's... It's, otherwise, we just cry from the insanity. But if we are crying from the insanity, we, we've lost perspective. Because we're never upset for the reason we think. So things, when they go haywire, it's our opportunity to do that deep healing work. In fact, uh, recently some of the students in my year-long Masterful Living course were saying this, that they are now getting this. That when the triggers are happening... And the upset is happening if we can just pause right in that moment, right? Maybe you're a fan of the beautiful work that Mary Lenahan does. Uh, beautiful with the pause, the four-step pause. I had her as a guest on the show a couple years ago. People loved that episode. Uh, when was that? Oof, I can't remember exactly. Fall or spring, that's all I can remember. Maybe 2013. Maybe it was 2014. I just can't remember. Um, We can pause. And this gives us an opportunity to connect to the Holy Spirit, to connect to the higher self, to connect to the I am presence, so that we do not take things so seriously. And we can allow the higher Holy Spirit self to intervene, to give us guidance. This is what the great thing is, if we can just take that pause and allow for divine inspiration to enter our mind. So it's moving from being reactive to responsive. Most spiritual students have heard that conversation about the difference between being reactive and responsive. But in case you never have, so we respond with love when we're connected to the Spirit. We react with anger and upset when we're coming from the ego. We choose which we're going to do. React without thinking, without considering, without calling upon the Holy Spirit to assist us in knowing and feeling and seeing and hearing clearly what's going on. So, Course in Miracles tells us, and it's so often quoted from uh, many places in the Course, and I'm feeling called to quote it from the Development of Trust section in Chapter 4 of the Manual for Teachers, where it says that in paragraph 4, it takes great learning to understand that all things, events, encounters, and experiences, circumstances, all are helpful. We must recognize, if we can give ourselves this opportunity when we feel upset or irritated, takes great learning to understand that all things, events, encounters, circumstances, experience, events, everything is helpful to us. 
So then we can pause and go, okay, I'd like to understand how this could be helpful to me. I'd like to relinquish the judgment that's got my mind going into reaction instead of into response. So one of the things I have uh, an impetus on in my life is responsibility. This is a key component of my my personal journey. It's, It's definitely a major part of the curriculum in A Course in Miracles in the workbook. The responsibility for how we view things. The responsibility for our perspective. So, Course in Miracles Lesson 190 tells us pain is a wrong perspective. A Course in Miracles tells us that if we don't have peace, we can choose again. And that this is how everything is recalibrated and requalified. That beautiful quote at the end of Chapter 5, page 90, where it says, I must have decided wrongly because I am not at peace. I made the decision myself, but I can also decide otherwise. I want to decide otherwise because I want to be at peace. I do not feel guilty because the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I will let him. I choose to let him by allowing him, the Holy Spirit, to decide for God, for me. Just contemplate that for a moment. That, let's say we've been rude. Let's say we've been unkind. Let's say we've been thoughtless. And the temptation is to feel guilty, to feel ashamed, to label ourselves bad and wrong. Jesus is telling us here, I do not feel guilty because the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I will let him. Could we trust that? Could we trust that the Holy Spirit, the higher self, the I am presence can undo all the consequences of our errors? This is how peace is possible in this world. And that's that's what we're talking about here. Peace in this world. So, Course in Miracles tells us... Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. So, when we're afraid, it's because we're judging... When we're judging, we're usually thinking that something should be different... That something real could be threatened. That something of value could be threatened. This is the reactive state that we get into. And we can change our mind about it. So we're opening our heart. We're opening our mind to the peace that passeth human understanding. We do not have to have understanding about the peace in order to experience the peace. We simply have to be willing to choose again and to lay on the altar all the thoughts and beliefs that disturb our peace. So how is peace possible in this world? In the Manual for Teachers it says, this is a question everyone must ask. Certainly peace seems to be impossible here. Yet, the Word of God promises other things that seem impossible, as well as peace. 
God's word has promised peace. God's word has also promised that there is no death, that resurrection must occur, and that rebirth is man's inheritance. The world you see cannot be the world God loves, and yet God's word assures us that God loves the world. God's word has promised that peace is possible here. And what God promises can hardly be impossible. But it is true that the world must be looked at differently if God's promises are to be accepted. What the world is, is but a fact. You cannot choose what this should be. You can choose how you would see it. And indeed, you must choose this. So we must choose how we're going to see the world. We get to choose that. We choose it every day, all day long. And so we're in this Course in Miracles mind training to train ourselves to choose differently. To choose a different perspective. So remember, pain is a wrong perspective. Peace is the right perspective. Peace is the right perspective. Let's just take that breath of love and gratitude here. In this chapter 11, How is Peace Possible in This World? In the Manual for Teachers, in paragraph 4, it says, Peace is inevitable to those who offer peace. So we can train our mind to move out of reaction and into response ability. Cultivating the ability to respond with love, with compassion, with generosity, with kindness, with thoughts of peace. So the world looks fitful to us. People are acting out. The people who are acting out get most of the attention. That's what... The disturbances, the upsets, the insanity, this is what leads in the news. Many people are drawn to watch the news a lot. And my sense is that many people feel comforted by seeing other people behaving badly and crazily. Isn't there a movie series called Men Behaving Badly? Girls behaving badly, I don't know. People behaving badly. So why would we enjoy seeing people behave badly? Of course, saying they're behaving badly, that's judgmental right there. We're judging them. Why would we be interested in seeing people do things that we judge and think are bad and wrong? Well, it's the same thing with gossiping about people. And I know when I got into spiritual community and deepening my spiritual practice, I can remember coming to an awareness that gossiping, criticizing people, talking about them behind their back, eh, that's not helpful. That's really, that doesn't make me feel good. And yet, it was so tempting. So tempting. Oh, I know we're not supposed to gossip, but let me just tell you this juicy thing I heard, right? 
I remember participating in that, feeling drawn into that. It's tempting. So what is that about? And it's important to recognize these things because these are the things that disturb our peace for sure. So we like to be able to look at others and go, they're bad, I'm not. Or, yes, I'm bad, but I'm not as bad as them. I'm not as bad as them. That's what we like. We like to see... There's that TV show, Dexter, which I have to say, I've never seen that show, but um, about a serial killer, right? People really like it. Uh, It's been on for a long time, right? A long time, I think. Gosh, I don't even know. Maybe 10 years? It's been on a long time. And what is it that people like? Having not seen the show, I can't really speak to that, but... um, Presumably, he's taking some kind of revenge on people and killing them. And uh, he gets away with it. He gets away with it. So the thought that someone could take revenge on all these irritating, annoying people and get away with it. That feels interesting, good, thrilling, entertaining. Totally understandable. So this is the world that we live in. So being mindful of what it is we're drawn to, what we're participating in, because it is affecting our peace. So peace is inevitable to those who offer peace. We're going to get more deeply into this when we come back. You can hear the music. Uh, one of the things I'd like to mention to you is that I have some events coming up you may be interested in. If you're a therapist, a counselor, a life coach, a practitioner, a minister, anyone who needs to get continuing education or licensing units, you might be interested in my spiritual counseling training intensive. It's a week-long intensive at a beautiful retreat center in the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. Wonderful, gorgeous retreat center. And we're doing a week-long training. would love to help you get those uh, licensing units or education units. And if you're interested in just simply polishing up your spiritual counseling skills, check out my spiritual counseling intensive training in May of this year. Also in May at the same beautiful retreat center, I'm offering my Stop Playing Small Retreat. So come run away with me. We're going to have fun. We're going to do some deep clearing of emotional and mental clutter so that you can have a breakthrough, a real breakthrough, a lasting breakthrough. It's always the aim of my retreats. People do have deep transformation. Come join us. We're going to be gathering, having a great time, and doing some deep work. All of these events and more are on the events page at jenniferhadley.com. Right now, you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love. We're walking the talk. And we're taking responsibility for the peace in our lives. 
I'm Jennifer Hadley, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. Talking about peace in the world, peace in this world. How do we have peace in this world? So it says here in the Manual for Teachers, this is chapter 11, we come again to the question of judgment. Comes back to this over and over and over again. This time, ask yourself whether your judgment or the Word of God is more likely to be true. Hmm. What's more likely to be true? My judgment or the Word of God? <laughs> it says, For they say different things about the world and things so opposite that it is pointless to try to reconcile them. I love that. It's pointless to try to reconcile them. I don't need to try to reconcile them. I, oof, that's a load off. A lot less work for me. I don't have to reconcile my judgments or my thoughts. I can just offer them up to the Holy Spirit. Take these judgments out of my mind so I never think them again. Bring on the freedom. Bring on the peace. It says here, God offers the world salvation. Your judgment would condemn it. God offers the world salvation, and our judgment does condemn it. Right? Isn't that what we were saying before, that people like to watch movies and TV programs and the news and sit there and go, look at these crazy, deprived, depraved, insane people. Thank God that's not me. There but for the grace of God goes me. Thank God my craziness is under control. (laughs) And I only act out a little bit. There's a sense of relief in that. But there's no peace. There's no peace. Now some people look at the world and they see the insanity of the world and they're deeply distressed, terrified. In fact, usually the closer we get to election time, the more uh, people connect with me for counseling, for getting some support and some help, because people become so terrified that uh, the candidate they don't like might win. Things like that go on. People become so obsessed with their candidate, their candidate has to win, or the other candidates are bad, terrible, nightmarish. And I understand all of that, and it is all brought upon by judgment. And because we all share the one mind, because there are no private thoughts, all that thinking is a disturbance to Everyone in the world. So this is why we seek not to change the world, but to change our mind about the world. This is the teaching of A Course in Miracles. So Course in Miracles students are peace activists. 
We're anti-crazy activists. We're activists for love, for peace, for harmony, for joy, for freedom, for clarity, for wisdom, for wholeness, for beauty, for truth, for true prosperity and abundance. This is what A Course in Miracles students are. So if our peace is disturbed, we're thinking thoughts that aren't actually true, we can change our mind. God offers the world salvation. Your judgment would condemn it. God says there is no death. Your judgment sees but death as the inevitable end of life. So when we're feeling sad and bereft, and deeply mourning great loss, we're believing that death is real and that now we're separated from someone we dearly do not wish to be separated from. But we all share the one mind and we are all eternal. Wouldn't it be more productive and more helpful to instead fall into the habit, not fall into it, create the habit, uh, manifest the habit, demonstrate the habit of recognizing when we're upset, when we're grieving, when we're feeling ashamed and lost and uh, judgmental. I don't know what anything is for. There is no death. It says here, who is right? course who's right you or god for one of you is wrong it must be so i find it so helpful to know that when i'm disturbed in my peace it's because i am actively choosing to think thoughts that aren't true and i can change my mind it says here that the text of a course of miracles explains that the holy spirit is the answer to all problems you have made these problems are not real But that is meaningless to those who believe in them. So this is another important point for us as Course in Miracles students, is to be very respectful of people who believe in this world is all that we have. This is not... This is the real world. For people who believe this is the real world, they're going to be deeply upset by the things that they see in this world. And it's not for us to try to convince them. What is ours to do is to know the truth about them. To know that there is that within them which knows the truth, just like there's that in us that knows the truth. And that we are speaking to the one who knows the truth. The knower who knows within that higher Holy Spirit self in each one of us, the I Am Presence, the guardian angel of each one of us, is always there within everyone. They can choose to listen or not. That's their choice. And when they choose not to listen, we can hold the highest and best for them and know that there is that within them which is releasing attachment to all judgment And knowing the truth, allowing the truth to be shown to them. So, it's not helpful to people to say, I don't know why you're upset, this world isn't even real. 
it just doesn't help them. Trying to convince them or being patronizing. Only love is the healer. So having compassion. Compassion is understanding. It says, and everyone believes in what he made, for it was made by his believing in it. So our opinions and judgments are made by our beliefs. And it is the act of believing that something is wrong or bad or distressing or upsetting or should not be that caused all these negative patterns. It's the act of choice to believe that which is not true that creates all these patterns. So starting to recognize the Truth is always available to us. We can always choose peace. And the consequences of our not choosing peace can be healed. We do not have to feel guilty. One thing I invite you to look at is, do you go to people and tell them that what they're doing is wrong, that they shouldn't do it? And are you trying to make them feel guilty and ashamed? Do you tell people they hurt your feelings? Do you tell people that um, what they're doing is bad? Do you feel tempted to that? Do you feel tempted to try to make people feel guilty and ashamed? This was a very strong pattern in my mind, to try to make people feel guilty and ashamed. And sometimes I, I am bothered by things. And as I have told you, I practice. This is my opportunity to heal my mind. This is my opportunity to invite the Holy Spirit into my mind for healing. I wouldn't need the Holy Spirit to help me if I hadn't shut the Holy Spirit out. The distress that I'm feeling is because I shut the Holy Spirit out. I shut the higher self out. I shut the I am presence out. I shut the guardian angel, the higher self, whatever we'd like to call it. I shut it out. And now I can invite it back in. And peace will return. And the consequences will be healed. They'll be transformed. I I think that that's tremendous. And I've experienced it. So, because when we forgive ourselves, when we forgive others, this is the way out of the guilt and the shame and the blame. It says here, Everyone believes in what he made, for it was made by his believing it. So, when we believe that someone was bad or wrong, then what we're doing is we're making opinions and judgments, and we believe them. We think they're true because we made them. Right. This is one of the themes of A Course in Miracles, is that we become very enamored of the world we've made. We become very enamored of the mental structure, the belief systems that we have made because we made them. You know, you can think of a child who in uh, their schooling, they have pottery classes and things like that. So in those classes, they make 
I know we used to make ashtrays. I don't think they make ashtrays anymore. Uh, they make mugs and cups and little bowls and dishes and things. And they do not look like professional pottery. They uh, are often misshapen. Uh, they may not sit flat on a surface. Uh, they're a bit funkadoodles. And, uh, but they're so precious because the child we love has made them. And oftentimes the child we love has made them for us. How precious to receive these gifts. We, we don't judge them. But if someone else's child made them, we might judge them. If, uh, an adult made them, we might judge them. But, you see, the child, this becomes a treasured thing. I, I know when I became an adult and my parents started to get rid of <laughs> the things I made as a child, like the little ceramic dishes and things, and I thought, you're, you're going to get rid of that? You're going to throw that out? And they're like, well, uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and my thought was... But I made that for you. Same thing as we're talking about here. <laughs> we treasure what we've made, even if it's misshapen, even if it's deformed, oftentimes even if it's painful to us. So often I have found myself having made the meaning of something. They don't like me. They think I'm wrong. They think I'm bad. They think I'm stupid. They think I'm mean. They think I'm whatever. And I now make the meaning that uh, they deserve to be punished. They deserve nothing from me. I'm shutting them out. I'm giving them the cold shoulder. This is how I used to behave all the time. Blocking the flow of love from my own heart to punish them. They're not worthy of my love. They're not worthy of my patience. They're not worthy of my kindness. They're not worthy of my interest. They're not worthy of my response. Right? Sometimes people send you a message that you don't like. And you think, well, I'm just not going to respond to them. I'm going to ignore them. I'm going to punish them with my ignoring them. These are all the things that we do. These are all the habits of the ego. But when we are interested in peace, we are willing to let go of those habits. So this is the thing is, let us let go of all the meaning we've made of things. This is the beginning of A Course in Miracles, the lessons. I don't need the meaning that I made of things. I don't need my interpretations anymore. They do not serve my life of love. It says here, Everyone believes in what he made, for it was made by his believing it. Into this strange and paradoxical situation, one without meaning and devoid of sense, yet out of which no way seems possible. This is how it feels, right? When we're in this mindset of... Well, the heck with them if they are going to treat me this way. Or they don't deserve my patience if this is how they treat me. Uh, that 
This is the paradoxical situation. This is the strangeness. This is the experience without meaning, devoid of sense, in, out of which no way seems possible. Into this experience, God has sent his judgment to answer yours. Gently, his judgment substitutes for yours. And through this substitution is the ununderstandable made understandable. How is peace possible in this world? In your judgment, it is not possible and can never be possible. But in the judgment of God, what is reflected here is only peace. Okay? So, now, the section before this, in the Man of Your Teacher says, How is judgment relinquished? And... The way is just to give it up. Just to give it up to the Holy Spirit. Lay it down. Jesus tells us. Lay it down. And whenever I think of that, I think of the beginning of, um, uh, in the early part of the beautiful play, Romeo and Juliet, by Shakespeare, when the... Uh, Montagues and the Capulets are fighting and the prince comes in to break up the fight to bring peace again and he says lay your mistempered weapons to the ground I often think of that when the judgments are coming fast and fierce with someone Lay your mistempered weapons to the ground. The judgments are the weapons that keep the belief in separation intact. These are the tools of the ego. The judgments are the tools of the ego. Lay your mistempered tools, the weapons, to the ground. So peace is impossible to those who look on war says here. Peace is inevitable to those who offer peace. How easily then is your judgment of the world escaped? It is not the world that makes peace seem impossible. It is the world you see that is impossible. Yet has God's judgment on this distorted world redeemed it and made it fit to welcome peace. Okay, So no matter how crazy we're feeling, no matter how insane things are, we don't have to worry about how to bring peace. We simply have to be willing to surrender the meaning we've made of things. It is not the world that makes peace seem possible. It is the world you see that is impossible. So we remember that this is not the real world. This is the pretend world. It seems so real. Oh, it seems so real. But the more we are willing to give up our judgments, our attachments, our cravings, our aversions, the more we're willing to give up the meaning that we've made of everything, we can start to see the world as it is, which is it's here to help us learn. It is the world you see that is impossible. Yet has God's judgment on this distorted world redeemed it and made it fit to welcome peace. And peace descends on it in joyous answer.
Peace now belongs here because the thought of God has entered. What else but a thought of God turns hell to heaven merely by being what it is? The earth bows down before its gracious presence and it leans down in answer to raise it up again. Now is the question different. It is no longer Can peace be possible in this world? But instead, the question is, is it not impossible that peace be absent here? Is it not impossible that peace be absent here? So peace is here when we choose peace. And if we don't feel at peace, we can choose again. And this is what we're here to do. So you think of the truly helpful prayer on page 28, which I bring up all the time. It, it is the what uh, Jesus calls our purpose. This is our purpose. I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do, because he who sent me will direct me. I am content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. I am here only to be truly helpful. What could be more helpful than to see peace instead of war? So, our work is to really look at all the ways that we prefer to see war. We choose to see war. And I always think, let's start with our relationship with ourselves. How do we talk to ourselves? Oh, when people say, oh, that was so stupid. I can't believe I did that. Yeah, let's just say, that's not acceptable anymore. I'm not allowing myself to speak that way to myself anymore. I'm not allowing it. And one of the things I've learned to do is to correct myself. So if I use my words in a way that doesn't feel good, I notice it immediately. And then I can correct myself. And I'm sure you've heard me do that on this radio broadcast. The students in my classes, they hear me do it all the time. I correct myself a few times a day. I speak something and, oh, that doesn't feel right. I correct it. I'm not interested in speaking judgment. Sometimes I'll speak a judgment and I'll say, oh, that's a judgment. I don't need that. It's a, it's a mind training. So the way to peace is to have no judgment. The way to peace is to release the meaning we've made of things. So I'm going to invite you right now to turn within. And place your hand on your heart and think of something that upsets you. Particularly if you can think of something that has upset you for a very long time. Because let's release those things. Those things that have been there for a long time. Sometimes it can seem like that upset, that belief is a little treasure. It's part of how you identify yourself. 
becomes an excuse for you being a victim in the world. It's not necessary. Everything that doesn't feel good isn't necessary. It's optional. All suffering is optional. And the simplest practice is to give it the meaning we've made of it, our upsets and distresses, the suffering and the causes of suffering, to the higher Holy Spirit self for healing. This is our way. This is the way of A Course in Miracles. This is the way we do it. So we're grateful and thankful to know that we can have peace in this world. And we are the bringers of peace. Because we are the ones who understand that that's what being truly helpful is, is bringing the peace. Peace is impossible to those who look on war. If we're looking on war, we're judging. Peace is inevitable to those who offer peace. So we we look at the distressing situations in the world and we say, I don't know what anything is for. Everything works together for my good. Everything is truly helpful. I'm grateful to know this is so. And therefore, I can be at peace. If I've done something unloving or unkind, I can hand it over to the Holy Spirit. I can choose peace now and call upon the Holy Spirit to release all sense of painful consequences. Let me enjoy peace instead. We can do it. It takes practice. It's so worth it. Well, we are uh, at time here, so time to pray. And I invite you to place your hand on your heart with me and to know the peace of God is ours eternally. We're grateful. We're thankful to open our hearts and open our minds to the power and the presence of perfect peace. Living in our mind, living in our heart, our whole life we are dedicating to being the peace in this world. We share the benefits with everyone because our minds are joined. In gratitude, we let the peace be. We know it's done, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. And if you enjoy this radio show, if it's meaningful to you and helpful to you, won't you tell others, and won't you also consider making an offering, a tithe, a donation? And you can do that at jenniferhadley.com. It's tax-deductible donation. We are grateful and thankful to receive all your blessings. You can also make a donation or an offering at the Power of Love Ministry net. It's net. And thank you so much for supporting this radio show. God bless you. Have a beautiful rest of your week. Mwah.